Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, look, it's late. It's 1.30. I'm exhausted. I went on the post-game show with Raj and Sabrina, so if you want more game-specific stuff, that's where you can find it. For right now, though, let's just discuss the macro state of the Lakers. The Lakers don't need nearly as much help as Rob Palenka thinks. At every turn, whenever the conversation about a potential trade the Lakers might make comes up, the far too pervasive response through leaks has been that they would not make a trade that does not make them a title contender. It's fine in theory, but in practice, it's highly subjective and lets those responsible for fixing this flawed roster they made off the hook. Look across the NBA. There's no juggernaut. Kevin Durant is no longer on the Warriors. On any given night, any team is more than capable of not just losing, but getting blown out by almost anyone they might be facing. Hell, the Lakers just Wednesday night beat a Miami team that was a shot away from the finals last season without LeBron James and Anthony Davis. So when this leaked messaging gets repeated brainlessly, look a little closer at the situation. Again, all Rob Palenka in the front office has to do is surround LeBron James and Anthony Davis with enough talent to have a puncher's chance in any series they go into. Inherently, so long as both those guys are healthy, big if, that damn near is always going to be the case anyway. No, given the state of the NBA, this popular league comes more off more as an excuse not to do their jobs than it is some viable explanation of reality as it's currently presented. Sure, at any time, the Golden State Warriors could cash in some of their young chips and once again sit head and shoulders above the rest of the league. Thing is, they don't, by all reports, seem interested in doing that. And even if they did, Durant isn't available the way he might have been over the summer. And as far as, as the Lakers have found out, that ground-shifting piece capable of reshaping the title picture just isn't available right now, so everyone is forced to operate in the margins. Ironically, this is what Palenka was supposed to bring to the table. When Jeannie Buss originally paired him with Magic Johnson, after Kobe Bryant turned her down, Johnson was supposed to be put in charge of the macro-level stuff with Palenka more focused on the mortar-type moves. With James and Davis already on the roster, it's long past time for Palenka to show that he's actually good at what he was supposed to do, or at the very least, bring someone in to the front office who can backfill the position he left when Johnson stepped away to focus on tweeting. If some team existed who the Lakers had just no chance of competing with, fine. It would obviously be a bummer to chalk up another season to a bad summer and not keep pushing chips in on a bad bet, but that simply isn't the case. There is no dynastic presence in the NBA right now. The Lakers aren't so far away as to consider themselves beyond saving. As I'm writing this, the reigning champion Warriors just lost to the Detroit Pistons at the buzzer at home. Even if the Lakers are reluctant to move Russell Westbrook because teams are requiring them to attach both their future first-rounders to him, fine. That doesn't mean they can't make some smaller move involving Patrick Beverly, Kendrick Nunn, and a future second-rounder. It wouldn't win them immediate headlines or sell jerseys, but it would make the roster make just a little more sense. That progress would really matter. After their win Wednesday night, Westbrook's focus was on how the team competed even despite the odds being stacked against them. Russ, an incredible performance by you guys tonight. Shorthanded, you, Schroeder, 
Thomas Bryant, big games tonight. You were very vocal in those huddles. What was the message tonight to your teammates? Uh, compete. You know, uh, when our guys are down, we got a bunch of feisty young guys ready to compete, and tonight we competed our ass off. And, uh, big win for us. Excuse my language, sorry. Uh, it's okay, it's okay. Five of the, four of the last five for you guys. Obviously the West is tough, but it's close and bunched together. What does a win like this say about you guys and your squad? Uh, it's a big win for us, man, especially coming off a long road trip. Uh, big home win against a great team, and tonight we show some grit, um, and I'm proud of our guys. If the guys on this immensely flawed roster, who know they're likely to be dealt, by the way, are willing to compete their asses off, the bare minimum this front office can do is meet them halfway with some commitment of their own. Bus, Palinka, the Rambi, and everyone else in that infamous inner circle are running out of excuses to sit on their hands. All right, that's going to do it for this, albeit short, episode of the Lakers Lowdown Podcast. Insanely busy day yesterday, looking ahead to a slightly shorter... Oh, nope, that's right. It is a Lakers Lowdown day, so... I will be talking to you guys later this evening. With whom? Still not quite sure. Uh, we'll find that out as we get closer to the time that we go live. But until then, and until I talk to you guys next, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.